But this jungle, like the police box that is materializing nearby, is not quite as it initially appears to be. Episode 1, The Steel Sky. The TARDIS door opens and Dodo emerges. Her elfin figure is clad in leggings and embroidered tunic in the style of a page boy. She wrinkles up her nose. <coughs> Stephen appears in the doorway. Just where do you think you're going? Out. Out? Yes, I thought I'd get some fresh air. Somebody opened the door. But nobody I? said you could go out. Well, they have to, then. Well, of course they do. Dodo, you don't know what you might have found out here. No gravity, poison atmosphere, all sorts of things. Look, stop prancing around over there. What happens if you get lost? I catch a bus back. A bus? What are you talking about? I mean, just where do you think you are? Ah, bet you thought you caught me, didn't you? Bet you thought I didn't know. Well, I do. You do? Of course I do. What, this place? I mean, you recognize it? Oh, with all these strange animals and flowers and things? Well, you can't have been here before. Yes, I have. It's just outside London. I came here once with the school. It's called Whitsnay. Just outside London? Wait a minute. I mean, well, it can't be. Yes, it is. I'll bet if you go down that path there, you'll come to the American bison and the tea bar. We, we don't even know that we're on Earth. Earth? Earth? Well, it couldn't be anywhere else now, could it? Hey, look, Stephen, that proves it. That's a chameleon. What, this? Mm-hmm. And here's a monitor. Look, that's a locust. There, what did I tell you? Look, how do you know all this? I learned it at school. There's nothing you can tell me about nature study, nothing. Dodo looks round in alarm. Having second thoughts? No. Just don't remember Whipsnade being so rowdy, that's all. The doctor joins them. Improbable as it may seem, dear boy, I think the child, uh, Dorothea... Dodo. Uh, oh, yes, of course, my dear. Dodo is right. What do you mean? It is Earth? Well, I can't tell you just yet. All I can say is that it's more likely to be Earth than anywhere else, which is very strange indeed. You know, I've been taking a look at my instruments in there, and it's really very strange. <laughs> From the cover of the trees, a single reptilian eye watches as the Doctor goes back into the TARDIS. A court is in session, a trial coming to an end. One of the reptile creatures passes a document to the human commander sitting at the main desk of this bustling control room. Prisoner, you have been found guilty of extreme carelessness in carrying out your duties. By leaving open a Y-valve in the heat exchange unit, you could have caused an explosion that would have been fatal not only to the human race, but also to our friends, the Monoids. The commander exchanges bows with the figures standing at his side. As your commander, galactic law gives me wide powers in such cases. The safety of our people must be preserved at all costs. In these grave circumstances, the lightest sentence I can pass is one of miniaturization. Prepare the minifier. Sentence will be carried out immediately. The prisoner will be retained of microcell size to be reconstituted in its approximately 700 years' time when it could no longer be a danger to us. 
Does the prosecution accept this sentence? The human prosecutor, Zentos, turns to his monoid associate. Mute, like all its kind, the monoid nods its assent. We do. Has the defence anything further to say on the prisoner's behalf? Defence counsel, a young man named Maniac, confers with the condemned man as a girl rushes to the commander's side. Father, anyone can make mistakes. He's not likely to do it again. My child, we are the guardians of the human race. You know our responsibilities cannot be taken lightly. Under galactic law, the only alternative punishment would be expulsion. Sir, the prisoner accepts the verdict and thanks you for your clemency in not imposing a harsher sentence. Very well. Proceed. The girl approaches the prisoner and takes his hands. Goodbye. The man is led into a small glass-panelled cubicle where he crouches down, arms folded over his head. Under the sad gaze of the commander's daughter and the observers in the courtroom, the prisoner shrinks until he's no longer visible to the naked eye. A human attendant steps forward and opens the door to the cubicle. He reaches down and picks up a small tray, which he carries carefully from the room. The monoid representative signs to Zentos, who once more turns to address the commander. My learned friend wishes to thank you, sir, on behalf of the monoids for the care you take of us all. The commander smiles benignly, then looks towards his daughter on the other side of the room. But she refuses to acknowledge him and turns away. Zentos's gaze moves from one to the other. Look, Doctor! Having secured the TARDIS, the Doctor and his companions are exploring the jungle. Emerging into a small clearing, they're astonished and delighted as an elephant breaks from the trees on the other side and walks slowly towards them. Hey, look at him then! The animal appears to be quite unfazed by the presence of the three travellers. Dodo picks a banana from a nearby tree and the elephant extends its trunk and takes it from her. The doctor takes Stephen aside. Well, well it's just as I said, it's all very, very strange. That is an Indian elephant. <laughs> no, what difference does that make? Well, that's what I'm trying to find out, dear boy. Flowers from America, birds from Africa, a snake from Brazil, and now an elephant from India. Exactly, my dear. It's a jungle incorporating things from all over the world. Yes, you're quite right, my boy. The doctor looks upwards. Yes, and on top of everything else, it's a jungle without a sky. Hey, look at that, then. No sky. No sun, no clouds. Merely a metal roof radiating some kind of light. It's extraordinary. Yes, and plus something else. What's that? The earth, this... this ground we're standing on. It appears to be trembling. Mm. Mm. Is it more elephants coming? An earthquake building up? No, it's, it's too regular for that, no. It's more... it's more of a mechanical vibration. Hmm. Look, it's... In what circumstances do you get all these things together? I mean, animals and vegetable life from different continents. With a metal roof and all this shaking. Uh, there's only one thing that strikes me. 
This could be some kind of indoor nature park. Well, on this scale? Yes, yes, improbable, dear boy, but possible. Definitely possible. What are we on earth? Oh, oh. Mm. oh bless you, my dear. Oh, you uh, have a handkerchief, I hope? Of course I have. Well, then use it, my child. We must do something about that coal of yours. That reminds me, why, why are you dressed in these stupid clothes? Hmm? Have you been fruiting about in my wardrobe? Is that what it is? What do you think you're playing at? Crusades? I'm not playing at anything. Is it all right to wear them? Or do I have to ask permission for that as well? Yes, you do, my dear. Now, you take care of them. You never know when we might use them. Now, I suggest we take a last look round and uh, we'll get you up to bed. Oh, you're not going to send me home, are you? Home? <laughs> what an idea. Mm. I couldn't send you home, even if I wanted to. Oh, that's all right, then. I'm beginning to enjoy this space travel or whatever it is. Dodo takes off after the doctor and Stephen shrugs with amused exasperation before following. The watching monoid emerges from its hiding place. With a last look after the visitors, it hurries away. Not far distant, the monoid emerges from the jungle and approaches an opening in the steel side wall. It walks down a passageway until it reaches the control room. A motorized supply cart moves off as the monoid goes to speak with Zentos. The main desk sits upon a raised platform with a large wall-mounted screen behind it. To either side, massive windows look out onto the jungle. The commander and his daughter are nearby studying some plans. Commander, here's Zentos. Strange report from the jungle. The monoid's acquaintance of intruders. Intruders? But how can that be? How could they have entered it? No idea. I'll try and trace them. But surely it's impossible for anyone to be in the jungle that we don't know about. Where would they have come from? I don't know. Perhaps when we see them. The main screen comes to life and shows the Doctor and his companions walking back towards the TARDIS. Here they are. They look like human beings. But they can't be. We accounted for everyone. Shall we not arrest them and bring them here and question them? Father, look, it seems to be their spaceship. It is an unusual design. Are we sure?